Before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to remind you that episode 22 of the podcast is all about referrals. It's one of my most listened to episodes and I've been getting some follow-up questions from you and other fans of the show about how to use referral and affiliate programs effectively. So that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode. Enjoy! You're listening to the People Over Profit Podcast. Hi, I'm Justine Beauregard. Since 2008, I've helped scale multiple businesses to seven, eight, and nine figures by focusing on quality connections, not vanity metrics. For decades, we've been taught to believe that business is just a numbers game, but really, it's a relationships game. Gone are the days of prioritizing money over our missions and the people that our businesses are built to support. I created this podcast because I want you to make a difference in the world without feeling like you have to sacrifice your income or your integrity to do it. If you're building a business that puts people first, you belong here. Now, let's spend some quality time together. Whether you have affiliates or referral partners now, or you're just thinking about it, or even if you're just building strategic partnerships on a more broad scale, this is going to be a really helpful episode for you. I built my business on referrals for the first five years as a consultant, and since then, I have continued to get a lot of word of mouth referrals about my business, and I've even built an affiliate program around my group coaching offer called The Breakthrough Lab. I've also worked with lots of different businesses and industries and seeing what's worked for them and for me in terms of partnerships and affiliates and referrals as well as my love for doing research and observing markets and industries outside of my own, especially the software industry, which does a really beautiful job with affiliate programming most of the time, I'm gonna be bringing you a fairly comprehensive view today of what makes for a subjectively great referral or affiliate program. In fact, I've actually broken this down into five main points that I wanna make today and dig into them more with you because I feel that these five points specifically are what will make it feel very doable for you to create and manage your own affiliate and referral programs with a lot of success. And at the very least, they will help you start to think about how simple it can be. So if you are stuck more on finding or attracting your best affiliates or referral partners, I recommend you go back and listen to episode 22 of this podcast, then come back to this one. Because today, I'm going to assume you already have affiliates or referral partners or know how you're going to attract them, and we're going to focus on how to make sure that that programming is successful. So the first thing that you want to do with affiliates and referral partners is to set up a process and keep in mind that you want to nurture your affiliates and referral partners well. So in other words, you want to find ways to stay top of mind and constantly be touching base with them. Full disclosure, this is not something I do well. (laughs) Most of my clients who have affiliate programs factor them into their revenue projections, and I love that for them. I just don't do that in my business. Instead, I treat affiliate programs like a bonus, and that's why I will send out reminders when I feel like it, and I will do it when I have a need for it, and otherwise, I just don't do it in my business. I treat it like a true bonus. When I was relying more on my affiliates and referrals to bring in income, I did have a monthly newsletter to keep my affiliates aware of what was trending. I would reach out to them. I would let them know what they needed to know, remind them of how to sign into their account and access their affiliate links and all of that. And in fact, earlier on in the Breakthrough Lab, I even had a section in my member newsletter 
that offered them lifetime commission on sales. I had a little login button and kept it really simple. Now I really keep these things separate. I have people register to be an affiliate completely separate from the ongoing membership. So I allow them to opt in. I give them one opportunity to sign up as an affiliate when they join my program. And that's really all I do. Then I send them a weekly email that allows them to keep track of the calls and RSVP because we have themed conversations happening in the app. We have multiple calls a week. So with all of that going on in the program, it made more sense to me to just move to more frequent communication and focus really on the program. But if you would like to set up your program for partners and referrals and affiliates, to be that key piece of your business model, sending a monthly promo email is a great idea. I've helped dozens of people set up proper affiliate campaigns, something like this, an email that says this month's special is X and here's how you can claim it. Or here's a bonus for you this month if you bring in so many customers with the following code. And you strategically plan these campaigns into your promotional calendar and especially to kind of beef up those lower income months. So if you know that you have a slower season coming up, you might be leaning more into your referrals and affiliate partners during that time frame, or offering special deals and giving them added incentives to try to bring in more customers with minimal effort on your side or ramping up or paying for marketing or other things. Now, if you don't know when your slower seasons may be or you don't have slower seasons or you don't even have 12 months of data yet to look at and see those growth trajectories and that historical income, you can always just make these decisions on the fly and then test them. So what I would do for clients who were newer to this and people who maybe had less experience or data tracking set up, I would say, okay, let's set up some emails and templates so that whenever you experience a less than desirable income month about halfway through, you can send that email out to your list with special promos. And then every other month, as long as you're doing well and on track halfway through, you can send them the regular template just to remind them that you're available to answer any questions, to support them. Maybe you link to a new resource, you link to their account login, or specials that are available and run all year long. So basically, you want to just focus on creating something to stay top of mind at whatever frequency you think makes sense for you. So it doesn't really matter what frequency you choose or how you nurture them. It's more about the consistency so that they can expect that from you. And this can be in any format. You can do it as an e-newsletter. You can do it as a physical mailing, a phone call, an event, something that falls in line with how you tend to enjoy nurturing your network, your connections. I've had clients who've hosted an annual gathering, like a nice dinner for their affiliates. And I think that's a great idea, especially when you love quality time with people and you really want to see them face to face and nurture those connections more deeply. An industry actually that does this really well is the MLM industry. I know they get a lot of flack, but they actually have really amazing marketing systems in place. And this is one of them. They essentially, all of them, no matter what the MLM is, and I've worked with clients that work in multiple MLMs, they all kind of have their employees registered as an affiliate. And they offer these bonuses and incentives like trips to Mexico or 
a car or different things like that. So if you sell a certain amount of product or a certain amount of money per year in revenue for the company, you get invited, all expenses paid, or you get you know the option to get a company car. And these are huge drivers for people. Many of them sign up just for these bonuses and they will do whatever it takes to get them. The only reason I don't love this model is when it inspires the money to come before the authenticity of the company or the mission of the brand. I really want people to refer other people to my business because they use what I'm selling, they love what I'm selling, they're excited to share it with people that they think can truly benefit from it, and that's nothing to say that you can't have both of those scenarios be true. Right? They can love the money and appreciate that, and they can also love what you sell and love the product or the service and want to recommend it to people. I just think at that point, it's really more about the messaging that comes from the company and the positioning of the way that the people selling it are presenting the offer. And that also ties into what incentives you provide, what types of conversations and trainings you have, how you mentor these people. And that's a total conversation for another day. That's a lot of intricate, you know, deep work on the messaging positioning side. But this whole topic of incentives really brings me to my next point, which is you want to offer some sort of incentive and you want to reward people for being kind and thinking of you and putting you first and not always with cash, but in unique ways. A lot of times people will join affiliate programs and they'll be okay with the cash payout. That's pretty standard. I think a cash bonus is probably one of the most common ways to reward affiliates that I've seen and referral partners, and that's great. But if you want to get a little more creative and unique with your affiliate programming, especially if you're in an industry where a lot of people offer similar programming, I recommend that you crowdsource your affiliate network ask people what they would love to see in an affiliate program before you launch or even long after you've launched and you have a bunch of affiliates that are excited to kind of do this work already. And be mindful when you do this that using small sample sizes is problematic, right? We don't want to give everybody what they asked for. What you're trying to do is see if there are any patterns in that. Like when Amazon did a survey after they were just shipping books to people and they said, what else would you like to see? People said paper goods, bath products, home goods, this, that, and the other. And really what Amazon was noticing is that they wanted daily use items shipped to their home and that's where they started to get the idea of doing prime pantry and delivering soap and other things like things that people would use on a day-to-day basis and kind of categorizing it and releasing it slowly by partnering with companies that offered more varieties of products that would be something that people would run out of and need within a day or two so While you might not be giving everyone the specific item they're asking for, you can at least give them something within that category or start to work towards having the breadth of offerings that a company that is as big as Amazon can now afford to offer. So you want to just be mindful to not overextend yourself in terms of your commitments and especially the complexity of what you're offering, considering you can just go sell more on your own or you can automate ads or you can pay for a VA to do some of the work that you're doing 
or other ways of bringing in new customers without your affiliates. So there is sort of a point where it doesn't make sense to overly invest in this side of the business. And that is another thing about what makes it successful, knowing sort of what your program needs to look like and feel like in order for it to be worthwhile for you and for them. And that really brings me to my next point, which is you want to be able to make sure you're maintaining a profit. I know how much you appreciate your referral partners and affiliates. I know how much you appreciate everybody in your network. I know this because you're listening to this podcast, People Over Profit. And what we tend to do when we put people first by default is overgive without factoring in the cost of offering such incentives. And there are so many ways to ensure that everyone is a winner and comes out on top. You can absolutely put people first and you can still maintain a profit in your business. In fact, that is the mission of this entire show, is to make sure that you are being mindful, not a martyr. You don't want to give too high of a percentage without testing the validity of your model and raising your prices to accommodate those changes. Because guess what? If you aren't profitable, your business will fail and your business does too much good in the world to not generate a profit and keep going and rewarding you and all of those people who are recommending your business to others and sharing your mission with people that they know, like, and trust. There are so many ways to do this outside of affiliate and referral programs too. So a quick way to ensure profitability in your programming is to run the numbers and find out what is your general customer acquisition cost and then match that with a percentage of sales for an affiliate as an example. Also, automating your programs can cut back on expenses. So I know that it sounds counterintuitive to invest in things like software, But I like to use this because manual affiliate payouts and registrations, let's face it, are kind of a pain. And especially at scale, they take so much time and energy away from what is truly important in your business. This, even if it is a part of your business, a core part, is still not everything. And you want to make sure that you're allocating the proper amounts of time and energy and effort to these programs, as well as to running at its highest possible level of efficiency and joy for you as the owner. So I always prefer to take a few hours, evaluate my options, maybe watch a demo of a piece of software or take a trial, and then I commit to something quickly and I invest in it rather than taking 20 minutes every week or every day or however long to manually work the process. Because the amount of energy that it takes to switch from one task to another and the potential for that process to break or be forgotten about or done incorrectly or you go on vacation and something gets dropped, it's just not worth the couple hours or the few hundred dollars that I'm going to invest to have that set up seamlessly to work with or without me. So as a point of reference, I use Thrivecart for my affiliate programming. I don't have an affiliate link or anything like that. I probably should. But I paid for lifetime access during a sale that they ran last year at Black Friday. I'm not sure if they still even offer lifetime access, but it cost me somewhere around $700. And I don't have to ever think about it again. So if you're worried about the commitment it will take to run a successful affiliate program, This is a big way to ease that stress. In fact, I have a new mantra for you. 
It's I choose to invest to ease my stress. Okay, and I use this mantra in all areas of my life. Anything I can invest in to ease my stress, I am all in. I invest in monthly massages to ease my stress and ensure that I have self-care every single month. I invest in systems and software to help my business run seamlessly and without me. I invest in coaches and mentors to make my job easier and to build up my confidence and my decision-making skills. I invest in therapy to make sure that I'm always given an outlet to be able to verbally process things with someone who is not going to judge me for what comes up. I invest in my relationships to make sure that people in my life always feel supported and I'm equally as fulfilled. I invest in brand new vehicles so that I never have to worry about issues getting from point A to point B when I'm driving somewhere. These are just some of the ways that I live a fairly stress-free lifestyle. And if it helps you at all to borrow this mantra, I choose to invest to ease my stress, I hope you borrow it. If some other version feels good to you, but you work well with a mantra in place, find the one that works for you and live by it. So the last thing that I want to bring up is continuing to test your affiliate and referral programs to make sure that they're still supporting you. The fact is your business is growing all the time. You are evolving, your customers are evolving, your offers are evolving, your partners are evolving, And testing 20% of the time is sort of my go-to protocol to make sure that I'm always growing at the right rate without impacting core pieces of my business. As new affiliates and referral partners come on board, I will test things to maximize my time and those investments. And you can do this any number of ways. I teach my clients a concept called baseline bonus. So the baseline is what you need in order to maintain your specific level of success. And that's pretty much what we talked about today. The bonus is that 20%. That's your sandbox where you get to play and try a bunch of different things to see what fits you and make sure that your programs are supporting not only you, but your partners and your business and your customers over time. So according to the Pareto principle, 80% of your success is created from 20% of your actions. So naturally, by allocating 20% of your time and your actions to testing, you can maintain and even grow with that 20% of your actions contributing to faster, more feel-good momentum by testing. If one of your ideas doesn't work as well as you thought it would, or even if it works insanely well, that is also truly a bonus because you didn't have to allocate the 80% of your time that you spent in your normal day-to-day baseline to do testing or anything that could impact your results in a negative way. So now you have all the pieces. Now you understand where I'm coming from when I talk about successful affiliate programming. So now I invite you to get out there and go serve your amazing affiliates and referral partners the way that you know best. If you found this episode helpful, feel free to tag me with your thoughts and feedback at Justine Beauregard Coach on Instagram or Facebook. And if you have ideas for future episodes, I'd love to hear them. Just send an email to justine at justinebeauregard.com. And if you haven't yet, don't forget to click that subscribe button and rate and review the show. Your feedback means a lot to me and allows us to keep learning and growing together. I'll see you next week.